everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dan and Joe Sports Show. As always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe. All right, Joe. We're joined by a special guest of the show this week, uh, Andrew Fleming. He's a big uh, Taysom Hill fan to discuss uh, Taysom time with the Saints. Glad to have you on the show, Andrew. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Well, so uh, getting to watch what you saw out of Taysom today, what, what do you feel about uh, Falcons Taysom versus Broncos Taysom today? Oh, man. Uh, well, I think it uh, all had to do with uh, the, the difference in the opponent, really, and uh, how Sean Payton wanted, uh, wanted the game to flow. Obviously, Taysom had a uh, some struggles in the first half of both games to getting, uh, getting, you know, kind of uh, his passing game going and getting, getting the offense uh, in rhythm. But uh, and the, I guess the biggest difference was today that uh, that there was no threat or even plan to open it up, uh, given the circumstances with uh, Denver and uh, them not even having a quarterback. So I believe. Uh, uh, Taysom really didn't get a chance to really get it going today because uh, there was really no intention to open it up and make that a priority. Have you been surprised that they have not utilized um, Kamara as much out of the passing game as far as, you know, screen passes? Yeah, I think so. And I think it looks like the screen game has been down overall with Taysom in the game for some reason. And it may be uh, just something that is in the game plan where, uh, you know, before the game, Taysom and, and Drew and Sean talk about what they're comfortable with, what they're not comfortable with, and and, uh, and uh, Taysom just basically, you know, those are down towards the bottom of his list on plays he's comfortable with, so they don't run as many of them, and uh, so you don't see a lot of screens, and also the outlet passes, you know, a lot of a lot of those option routes and uh, outlet passes to Camara uh, are not coming from uh, Taysom's not getting those balls to him either. So, uh, you know, maybe just a, you know, just either, either overall scheme where, where Kamara's not lined up in the same spot because, because the game plan has shifted a little bit and these plays that typically have Kamara as the outlet or lined up a receiver running these option routes uh, are, are not getting put in because Taysom's not comfortable with them or, or it's just kind of how the plays are, are uh are playing out where, you know, Drew is constantly looking for that check down, getting through his progressions, getting to Alvin, where Taysom's maybe either uh, staying on that first read or never getting to Alvin on the, on the, uh, on the read, or he's just tucking it or, you know, and running or maybe taking sack before he gets there. Uh, Andrew, what do you, what do you think about maybe using Jared Cook a little bit more for Taysom Hill? Cause I think that would be a guy that you can hit on short passes. So he's so big that might be some easy completions there for him. Yeah, you would think, uh, you know, he's supposed to be really good and, and be oh, basically be open all the time if he's even, uh, due to his size and skill set. Uh, for some reason they haven't been able to find him as much as you'd like. And, uh, and uh, I don't think his numbers have been quite where we want them, no matter who's playing quarterback, uh, given how good he's supposed to be. Um, so yeah, it'd be good to be able to get some more passes to him. I, it looks like they're forced to, they're they're forcing balls to him later in the game if they haven't gotten the ball to him earlier in the game. Uh, but it, definitely got to get him in the game plan. Uh, uh, 
down the road if this team's going to be successful. Uh, I know on a team full of weapons, it's kind of silly to say you got to have you know one of your tight ends you know involved in the game, but uh, he's supposed to be the dude. And you know, even as simple as a couple of catches up the seam or over the middle can really help open up things for Michael Thomas and Ivo Kamara in the flat and such. Yeah, they got to get him more involved because he's kind of had a disappearing act the last few weeks. And you've seen Adam Troutman really more involved as a focal point as a tight end. And so I'm not really sure if that's like a transition away from Cook and towards Troutman because they obviously like him a lot because they moved up to draft Troutman on the third round last year. But Andrew, I wanted to ask you, I have to give you credit first and foremost because Two years ago, you know, when it really wasn't that popular, you were one of the few people that told me that uh, Taysom Hill should be a starter potentially in the NFL. How much have you enjoyed getting to see him play the last couple of weeks? Oh, it's been great. Uh, I would wish it was uh, uh, maybe opened up a little bit more and and the numbers were a little bit better and maybe, you know, maybe the greatest show on turf type stuff. But, uh, but it's been a pleasure to, you know, watch him finally get the opportunity that he's worked so hard for and and uh, watch him, you know, basically run the Saints offense, which was interesting because I wasn't always sure that he would basically be running the same offense that Sean Payton and Drew have built over the years. But that's been the case. Uh, he's been running the offense as designed as far as he's capable anyways and what he's comfortable with and uh, with his own flavor on it, obviously, with his uh, – with his designed runs, but uh, it's been great. And uh, and as far as him being the quarterback of the future, uh, you know, who knows still? I know that he's under contract and to get the opportunity, and so far he's 2-0, and and he's really done nothing but what, but what Sean Payton's asked him to, so there's really no reason to stop going down that road right now. There's no reason to make a decision otherwise, uh, you know, despite what everybody else thinks across the nation that doesn't watch all the games and game film and keep up with what the coaches are actually thinking. Uh, you know, there's no, there's no reason to make a decision about that right now. One thing they're trying to do is win each game each week and get into the playoffs with the number one seed and win the Super Bowl. Well, and, you know, one thing that, that I like about him, uh, Andrew, is when the defense is playing this well, I think it almost, like, fits within it to have somebody who's not going to take a whole lot of chances who can run the football and control the clock. And so right now, I mean, we've got our defense playing at the best level we've seen all season for the Saints. And, I mean, even the kind of pedestrian effort he had today is enough for us to beat most teams. But I think that if you look at him and he gets numbers kind of like what he had against the Falcons, like 223 yards passing, no interceptions, a couple rushing touchdowns, Right now, that's probably good enough for us to win just about any game. I agree, and I believe that's from as designed, honestly. And Sean Payton said that after the game today, you know, basically predicting what Monday morning quarterbacks will be saying about Taysom's performance, you know, this and that, everything you're going to hear about him not be able to, uh, you know, to be not look comfortable in the passing game, but. He essentially just has executed the game plan that Sean Payton wanted with, you know, with some hiccups here and there. And uh, I sound like a homer on this, you know, saying that he didn't have that bad of a game. But, you know, obviously he missed some passes and messed up some timing, had some delay games. But, you know, it's the second ever start, you know. And, uh, you know, it right. is what it is. On it. Um, Nobody, what adjustments I, I do you think? Be, 
Chandler, you know, in the second game. Sure, sure. What, what adjustments do you anticipate next week as they play the Falcons the second time in three weeks? Uh, I I would love to see them get back to the quick passing game more. Uh, you know, they didn't do that at all, hardly, uh, today. I think they had maybe two slants to Michael Thomas on third downs, and that was about it. Uh, the ball's got to get out of his hands faster, and, uh, and uh, you know, that's really no different than what they're doing with Drew. And my expectation would be the quick pass it, quick passing attacks, get the ball out of your hands, and then if it's not there, use your athleticism to get out of trouble, extend the play, maybe get the ball downfield to your tight ends and uh, wide receivers uh, on some mad lip plays, which is really what I'm hoping to see. You know, the one dimension that he can add, you know, where we're missing it with Drew, which is basically the play isn't as designed within a couple of seconds from the snap, is pretty much dead. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, you know, having the quarterback run game is such a big thing that he adds in. I mean, you get three running backs on the field, and so far he's had, you know, two touchdowns rushing in each of his two performances, which – I think it's a very important thing he brings to this offense. And if he can have good passing numbers with that, I think that's enough because right now, if Jameis was that much better than him as a total quarterback, he'd be playing. I agree. And I think Sean Payton's the type of coach that would plays the best players, whoever gives them the best chance to win uh, based on what they look like. Uh, in the week of practice before and really uh, not much else. And uh, of course, you know, that depends on who's getting the reps and such, you know, in practice, you know, it's hard to look like the best player in practice if you're not playing with the best, with a, with the first team. But, you know, uh, I believe, you know, Sean's really looking for somebody to run the offense as designed and get better each week and take care of the football. And, um, you know, we'll see if Taysom keeps checking those boxes. He certainly needs to get better next week than he was this week and as it, than he was the first week. And as long as he's getting better each week or, or you know, overall growth, you know, getting better in certain areas of the game, I think uh, the Saints are on the right path, uh, not only this season, but, you know, potentially next season. Yeah, they're set up really well, absolutely. And I think that really this is the best team I've seen with the Saints since the Super Bowl season in 2009. I know that – Two years ago, you know, they looked really good at times, but my goodness, that defense is just playing at a historic pace as far as New Orleans standards. And so, you know, really excited about the rest of this season. But I would be remiss, Andrew. I know we've talked mostly about pro pro football here tonight, but I know that you and your wife, Becca, have been uh, season ticket holders for Ole Miss football for a few years. And I know y'all go to a lot of games normally. Um, I wanted to ask you, what do you think, tailgating going forward in college football is going to look like and you think that a lot of people will necessarily come back to the Grove? Uh, I I think it'll look similar down the road and it should be packed as it you know pretty much as it ever was uh, once we get past the COVID era and whatever that means. Um, uh, I would think that the college football crowd will be the first folks ready to get back out and party and get back to uh, some type of normal. Uh, 
uh, routine on Saturday mornings. And I think if you told everybody they could uh, go and tailgate right now, you'd have a pretty decent sized crowd show up. So uh, I don't know the timing on that right now, but uh, it may be next season. It could be the season after the, after next. But I, I, I imagine it will look the same. And, uh, and then in the years coming, I think there will probably be uh, people that are uh, more conscious about, you know, just overall healthy uh, living and activities, you know, you know, basically health controls on, you know, everything they're doing. And that will include buffet style foods and big gatherings and such. So you may see people that are, you know, not feeling well, not show up more often, you know, but that goes for events across the board. Right. So, you know, who knows, we may all uh, be way less likely to catch the flu after LSU game for once. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, it is, it is a weird thing to see the Saints on in a road game and see the only attendance be South Park characters. Yeah, that was that was pretty strange. Pretty strange. Uh, and uh, and it's interesting how the NFL games have been, you know, different. You know, Tampa Bay games have plenty of fans at them, but you know, it seems like some of these uh, some of these venues, you know, they they got very little fans and to no fans and uh and it's a very sad thing you know for the superdome and the saints you know i mean that's a huge advantage for them going down the road uh i mean it'd be great if they get the number one seed right but uh you know it only really does them good for the buy you know the home field advantage is gone and okay so they don't have to play in a blizzard or you know and green bay but you know they've been a pretty good road team and and uh, their last game in the hurricane, they won 38 to three against, you know, uh, the greatest quarterback of all time. So, you know, they seem to travel pretty well these days, but, uh, but yeah, that's a shame, you know, the, you know, the hometown environment for both college and NFL games is, you know, a big reason, uh, a, a big part of the entertainment value in these, in these games. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're definitely being deprived of that. You know, the fans don't get the opportunity, you know, to see Breeze and Brady and Patrick Mahomes as much in person. And I feel like, you know, the level of quarterback play we're seeing in the NFL is at really an all-time high. And so you hate not to see people get to experience that in person. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, Andrew, I wanted to ask you uh, – what did you think about them even playing this game today? I, I felt so bad for Kendall Hinton having to go out there as a guy who was a backup quarterback for the majority of his career at Wake Forest, was a wide receiver on the Broncos uh, team, and had to be the starting quarterback to go against what's probably the best defense in the NFL right now, at least the best front seven. Did you think that was even fair that they made the Broncos play today? Um. I feel like this game might actually have been the first time where I felt like they, the NFL handled it like they should have been the whole time, just treating these COVID positive cases and, and exposures, uh, uh, leading to ineligible, uh, players as injuries. And, and, uh, from what I understand, they, as it, as they, uh, their, their policy is to delay the game if they can't track the, exposure and no they have it contained in other words they felt like they have already tracked the exposure and and tested everybody that needed to be tested 
and had it contained. And it just so happened that it took out an entire position group but had everybody else ready to play. And if they'd have contained it at 53 players and they had no eligible players to fill the team, then I'm guessing they would have had to forfeit the game if they had it contained. But they would have delayed it technically if they would not have, if they were still investigating the exposure. Uh, it's a tough call on how to handle it. Uh, I don't really think that canceling and rescheduling games is a great idea. And I mean, 2020 is going to be a mess in every sporting event, you know, whenever every, every week matters and, you know, nobody's going to be happy. I did feel bad for, for, uh, for the emergency replacement practice squad receiver quarterback whenever he was getting laid out by, by Cameron Jordan after he threw the ball a couple of times. Um, uh, but other than that, you know, I thought it was a pretty cool opportunity for him. And, you know, I mean, no expectations, right? Just go in there and ball out, do the best you can. And, uh, you know, I just hope he was able to get, get out of there uninjured and, you know, hopefully have a pretty cool memory. I know they got blown out, but, you know, uh, kind of is what it is yeah I, think, yeah I think the one time he completed a pass he got like a first down and i was like well there you go he can tell his grandkids that he completed one pass and got a first down against the saints defense we know uh, john grisha wrote a book you guys may have read um playing for pizza about this guy that gets in a game like that as a like a third string quarter string quarterback and he throws a couple of interceptions and he never plays another down in the NFL because he got injured and got carted off the field. But he goes on to have a career in Italy and gets to kind of play for pizza over there. And he kind of used uh, his NFL stint as like a springboard for a future career in other ventures. So who knows? You know, maybe uh, Kendall Hinton will get some notoriety from this. Oh, for sure, right? I mean, it, it, there's nothing bad, that's for sure. He was never going to start a quarterback any other way. So, I mean, he was trying to be a receiver, so, uh, you know, just bonus points, right? And uh, and as long as he got out there uninjured, then then uh, more power to him. Yeah. That's right. Well, like I said, I thought that was a very heroic effort, Bob. It's a shame that he had to play the defense that he did, and, you know, like I said, at least he gets a completion out of it and maybe uh, teams will see that he's tough and that he's willing to kind of do whatever it takes to win. So maybe it'll work out for him. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I think he could get, you know, maybe a, a book deal out of this or, you know, something. I think, you know, there could definitely be some uh, some pluses down the road. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely see when they do the thirty for thirty about COVID in the NFL or something like that. He'll at least get an interview out of it. Mm -hmm. Right. All right, Andrew. Well, that was great having you on the show, and maybe we'll get you on in a few weeks uh, when it's uh, playoff time. If maybe Drew hasn't come back yet, or if the Saints just decide they don't want to upset the Apple Card, we can talk a little bit more. Taste and All right. Sounds good, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, uh, everybody. We had uh, Andrew Fleming on the show. I want to give him a special uh, shout-out and thanks. And uh, you can check out our show at its normal time on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Have a little bit of a you know different time because of Thanksgiving and different obligations this weekend. So we did a little special show tonight to make up for not having our usual one. Uh, overall shows are played on Spotify. If you look at the Dan and Joe Sports Show, you can see all of the old episodes. 
catch us at 9 p.m. on Wednesday nights, sometimes on Sundays like now, on Facebook Live, and we're also available on Google Play and Apple Podcasts. And as always, I'm Dan. Yeah, I'm Jeff.